0: Welcome to the Grace Place Weekly Podcast. No matter your size, age, shade, or background, here you'll receive compelling lessons suited to help guide your walk with Christ and your relationships with others. Please join us now for this week's podcast, recorded live from Grace Place in St. Paul, Minnesota. God is in control. Church is not. Government is not. Right. God is is in control. He is never out of control. Okay. He is in absolute control of your life and what you have experienced. He's been with you through it all. You can, by decision, do things that sabotage the blessings of God. You can do dumb stuff and suffer for it. You can make bad decisions and, and suffer consequences. But God is so wise and so great that he can take your bad decisions and the mistakes that you make and turn them around and make you recognize how good he is in his love for you even when you were doing things that you should not do. He stays with you. He, I, I was told that he would leave us. He doesn't leave anybody ever. He doesn't leave anybody out. I, I, I was praying for you. I specifically was anxious, and it, it, this service was so, so important to me. I couldn't wait to get here. I want you to, would you fold your hands and, and feel your hands, fold them, rub them, I might even massage your own hands, and recognize physically, would you just physically recognize the physicality the humanity that you are. Would you do that? Just like this? Feel your hands. Look at your hands. Feel your hands. Look at your hands. I want you to realize that Jesus had hands. He was human. He was human. I'm, 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 this is on purpose, you guys. I'm doing something on purpose. Keep it up. Just, or, or just hold, fold your hands. Just feel your hands. Listen, I want you to listen to me. Religion dehumanizes other people. If you're in, you feel good. You're in. But we have a hard time understanding how God can deal kindly with other. Not like you, not like me. People that do things that we were told we can't do, shouldn't do. I'm telling you, he loves human beings. He loves you. You're human. You're faulty. You're disobedient. You're weak. You're human. This is gonna be gone we don't live very long how many of you know that when you think i don't, we don't live very long this is going to be gone he cares about every human being religion has cut us off from the reality of how good god is to people god loves the world he loves everybody he loves the world and everybody in it he owns the world and everybody in it and you need to do that and go he loves me, human, weak, frail, not, not, we don't last very long. Man, I'm feeling that. I just came back from the Boundary Waters and I'm feeling my humanity. Yeah. I, you know, I tell people, I don't feel like I'm 66. No. I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah, only 63. Minutes, right? right? God doesn't get tired. God doesn't get weary he's not afraid and I want you to I want you to recognize his love for you today but I'm asked I prayed that God would help you change your mind I want you to realize that he loves every human being whether they know him or not whether they pray whether they go to church he loves everybody he's trying to he's trying to reach everybody and so he said I'm gonna pour out my spirit And he's going to deal with people by his spirit. Do you know there are people that don't know the name of Jesus that can look up into the trees or look up into the sky and have a sense of the presence of God not knowing how to name him? Maybe we don't. Come on, maybe we don't know how to name him. Come on, we've got terms, but God's a whole lot bigger than our terminology. I need your help right now because I want you to change your mind today. I want you to repent And say, I trust you, Almighty God, that what you're doing in everyone's life is what you're doing in my life, and what you're doing in my life is what you're doing with everybody else. He's a good God. He is no respecter of persons. He is no respecter of persons. When He looks down, it's not kings and princes and presidents, and no, He looks at all of us the same. So if you say, Man, I I don't feel very important, you are to God. You are to God. So, John 5, 39, and 40, please. The Gospel of John. Um, I'm really glad you're here today. I'm glad for our guests that are here. I'm glad for all of you that are not on vacation. Because this morning, the next uh, 20 minutes, will be revolutionary. I prayed to God that you would change your mind. And I'm going to, uh, if you're if you're a longtime Christian or from a denominational uh, background or something, you probably should uh, buckle your seatbelts. That's all I'm telling you. John, the Gospel of John, chapter five, verse thirty-nine. You diligently study the scriptures. Everybody say diligent. These people were diligent. Everybody say study. Is anybody got, anybody in the room that's out of school for the rest of the year? Out. Oh yeah. Okay. Schools out. Schools out for summer. Schools out. Oh, what a relief! I don't have to study. These people diligently studied the scripture. Are you looking at that? Because you think that by them you possess eternal life. I certainly did. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I have been overwhelmingly a scripture person. Yeah, me too. I went to a Bible college. Right. The problem was I learned about the Bible, but not about people. And now I deal with people. They didn't teach me about people. They taught us about the Bible. Are you listening to me? and we diligently studied the scriptures because we wanted to be sure we were gonna be saved. Come on, Penny, help me. Eternal life, I'm looking, I'm looking for eternal life, I gotta study and be diligent, and Jesus said, hey, hold it. Those scriptures are talking about me. You're missing the point. I'm the point. I'm the, they're talking about me, you guys. And you're going to use scriptures to war against me. You're going to quote scriptures to prove the difference in your thinking from my thinking. You're studying. You're diligent. You're looking for eternal life. You're looking for Jesus. He is life. John chapter 17, verse 3, please. John 17, verse 3. Would you, while you're turning to 17, would you just say out loud, it's all about Jesus? It's all about Jesus. Would you say one more time, it's all, about Jesus. it's all about Jesus? It's not about learning Scripture. It's not it's not it's not about your Bible unless it's about Jesus. Okay. You're looking for scriptures to find eternal life. Man, you want to be saved, you want to find... It's not in there. You're looking for the wrong thing. Look for Jesus, and you will have life. Wow. Are you listening to me? I'm, I prayed to God would help you change your mind. I'm, I intend to blow your mind. I'm telling you, I searched the scriptures, and I ended up with weapons that I would war against other people and other ideas and I wasn't looking for Jesus I was looking for doctrines I know what you're talking about. somebody help me now I'm gonna look I'm reading uh, John 17 3 please now this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent Amen. if you wanna know life search for Jesus think about Jesus. Think about what Jesus did. Think about what Jesus said. Don't try to find it in doctrine. Don't try to find it in the book, in the written book. Boy, you're quiet. I know it's hard. I know this is hard. You've been in church all your life, and you've been searching diligently the scriptures to find eternal life, and Jesus plainly says, that's what's talking about me. If you keep looking for that there, you're going to end up Missing the point because they're talking about me They're talking about me And if you see this you'll say oh my god Here's eternal life This is when I feel that life in my soul and my wholeness in my being and my mind is aware It's when I know God. It's when I know Jesus it's when I leave the doctrines, crazy, it's the stuff that was killing me. I thought I was going to find eternal life. I was looking for it, but it was killing me. The letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. Yes. Oh, this is big today. Hallelujah. And he says, "You, this is eternal life that they may know you. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5, the first letter that John wrote, way back at the end of your Bible, 1 John chapter 5. Okay, listen to me while you're turning to 1 John 5. I'm praying for you, thinking about this service. Couldn't wait to be here. I love this church. I love you. I'd rather be here than anywhere, boundary waters included. I love it here. And I heard the Spirit say to me, You search diligently. You're you're searching for eternal life. But the scriptures that you're looking for are talking about me. And I realized I had done the very thing the Pharisees had done. I was trying to get every T crossed, every I dotted. And when I really knew I couldn't I went looking for Jesus, and I realized that he loves me, accepts me, saves me, forgives me, washed me, in spite of the fact that I'm, grab your hands, that I'm human, I'm human. If you come up after church, I'll show you, I have warts, I have warts, I got little warts on my thumb, yeah, I got warts and moles. Specks on my body. Mm-hmm. Skin cancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Freckles. Your freckles. Hair. You may not know it, but this is going to be around the world, you know, these podcasts. God bless you all that are listening today. I have hair that grows in my nose. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I, do, I have to clip it, and you, out, and I, you, you clip it, out. and, you, and I, got, I got hair that grows in my ears. I can hardly, if, I left my, if I left my ears alone, y'all, I would look like fuzzballs out my head. I'm human. It ain't all pretty. And I was trying to figure out how to get it all straight, and I can't. And I realized in all of my searching, I have to rely on Jesus. I'm going to have to depend on Jesus because I can't get it all together. And then the moment I do that, my past is washed, and I, I'm free. He sets me free. The truth, he the truth, he sets me free. And I don't compare myself to everybody else. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting older, and you lose firmness. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I'm up there paddling around. The last 14 days. Drink no Mountain Dew, only water, and I lose a little weight and I start feeling good, and then I look but sideways. Well, you still all <laughs> help me, somebody. I'm talking about recognizing your humanity, recognizing everybody else's, and, and hear me, and believing that the eternal Almighty God has chosen to love us. Yes. He made us like we are. And he's not disgusted with you. He's not upset at you. All the stuff that I heard and I'd read the scripture, oh, i got to find eternal life. No, it's in Jesus. I get it when I believe him. I receive eternal life. Oh, this is great preaching. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter, I, I, I told you other verses. We'll start with verse 11, Steve. God bless Steve Erickson. Amen. God bless him. 11. 1 John 5, 11. I'm cutting verses out because Nate's got to go. And this is the testimony. This is it. If you have, everybody that can read English, would you read this? This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Go on somebody that's been religious, somebody that's been really doctrinated like me, go, what? What? God, I love this so much, has given us eternal life. You can't work it out. You can't mine it out of the scriptures like you're mining coal. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. For God so loved the world, He gave us His Son. So the life that God intended for you to have does not come by diligently searching the Scriptures. It comes by believing that He loves you and He sent His Son. I believe. And when you believe that, you begin to believe and understand you're forgiven, you're washed. He doesn't count your transgressions against you. He doesn't measure you up against somebody else. He doesn't compare you to somebody else. Has anybody, do you have brothers and sisters or some smart cousin? <laughs> I had smart cousins. They could play. As a matter of fact, they came from California to visit my grandparents and stayed at my grandparents' house. And I went to visit. We were all gonna have dinner one night. And my grandmother, when I was about 14 or maybe a little younger than that, said something like, yeah, Chris and Danny, when we were out there visiting, They come out of the room, they go right to the bathroom, they brush their teeth and come down for breakfast. Well, you said, well, yeah, smart. Not me. I eat breakfast, then I brush my teeth. But they're so smart, they brush their teeth before breakfast. And I thought, that's stupid. (laughs) Then you got cornflakes in your teeth when you go to school. Let's brush them after we eat. But I remember the feeling. My grandmother comparing me to you know, Chris and Denny. God bless you, Chris, if you're out there listening today. God doesn't compare you to other people. How fun is this? How wonderful is this? That he looks at you and says, I like you just the way you are. I love you. We'll work through this stuff, but let's not be searching the scriptures to figure out all the rules and regulations. Did he say that or not? You're not going to find it there. He has given us eternal life. Um, So Jesus, this is, uh, you probably should mark this down, take notes on this, because I want you to read it. It's John chapter 4, and the Bible says that Jesus went through Samaria one of the most interesting portions of verse in the Bible to me is it says and Jesus was weary from the journey I love that I love that not that he was tired not that he was weary but the fact that he understands when I'm weary I'm tired is there anybody here tired today right now tired all the mothers all the people that work real hard all week you come to church you know, we used to have pews and we bought these chairs and they fit together real good on the back. You want to know why? I thought if I ever want to lay down, I can lay down right there. That's like a nice couch. Weary, tired, tired. That's why you got Jesus, that's why we did it. We, we bought these chairs because <laughs> I said, look how they link the back. You got room, man. You got room to lay down. No big holes and no arms. Like in an airplane, you know what I'm saying? Right, or yeah, yeah you're not squeezed in. It. You know, guys like me, and you get squeezed in. It. He's weary, he's tired, he's tired from the journey. And what did Jesus do when he got tired? He just pushes on, he just gritted his st- teeth. No, he didn't. The Bible says he sat down. Can I just give you a lesson, Americans? All of you who are after the prize you're 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 running a rat race and only rats win you're exhausted he was tired what did he do he sat down by the well he sat there and a woman from the city comes with a water jar and she's gonna get water out of the well and he ends up talking to this lady I mean, I know he's God, and I know he, knew what's hap- he knows what's going on, but have you ever had God show up in your life when it was just life? Just suddenly there's a situation, and you realize God is in this. God is here with us. He's in this. Garrett, my brother, I took Tom Butler fishing this last week. Two years ago, I was so frustrated with Tom. We put the canoe out in the water. I went back up to the camp, and Tom lets the canoe float away. Everybody's out fishing. I'm always last. I'm trying to make sure everything's put away before the bears and the squirrels eat all our food. And I'm, I go back up to make sure things. And Tom's standing there whistling Dixie and lets the canoe float away. And I'm going, my god, Tom, you got one job, brother, just one job. I'll paddle around. I'll show you where the fish are. Can you just? hold the canoe so it floats across the bay the winds blowing it's too far to get out to and it it floats maybe the length of the church this auditorium and the wind blows it into the weeds so I go through the woods fighting ticks and mosquitoes and black flies and black bears and wild boars elephants and tigers and I finally get over to that canoe pull it in Get in it. One man, the front of the canoe's up about six feet in the air. My rear end's about to, I'm going around here. Tom, get in the canoe. Let's go. So we go. We're going to carry the canoe across the portage. We get across the portage, and I look up, and here come three canoes. I said, Tom, let's give these guys a minute to get out. Let's go in. And I meet Garrett Simonson on that portage because that canoe floated away. Had I gone on time, I'd never seen it. If I was one minute later, they'd been gone. I meet him and here he is today because a canoe floats away because God's in it are you listening to me it happened didn't it Garrett it happened and I'm with Tom and I said Tom do you realize what that means and we talk about you and your precious wife and all of that I'm going so Jesus sits down he sits down you know if you're Jesus you got a lot more to do than sit around don't you I mean, if you're gonna save the whole world, you better get up and keep moving. (laughs) Have you ever had that feeling? We got to keep going here. Come on, I gotta go to the bathroom, but we got 40 miles to the gas station. I'm gonna wait, I'll go to the bathroom when we get there. Come on. Am I talking to you? If I could just push through, we'll rest tomorrow. No, he sits down and the woman comes to him, he starts talking to this lady. And he offers her salvation. He says to her, if you would ask, I will give you living water. Wow. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'm not going to give you a different pot. I'm not going to tell you to draw it from the well. I'm going to give you living water. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm asking you right now to convert these people. Help us to understand your attitude. He said, I'll give it to you. Yeah. She gets all excited about the stuff Jesus says, and she runs back to town, and she said, I think... I think I just met the Christ at the well. They went, what? Yes, he tells me everything. While she's gone, his friends come back. His disciples went to the village to buy food. And here's the story. They bring the food. They lay it out around the well. They said to Jesus, let's eat. And Jesus said, I have food you don't know anything about. I'm alive. I, I, while you were gone I just felt full I'm whole I'm full That's great. I gotta keep preaching about this just a minute, stay with me when you are empty, when you feel poor, you feel needy, God is never needy it's not godlike. but when you feel full and say I've got enough and more than enough I just ate Then you're like God. You can give a little here and give a little there and love somebody here and love somebody there because you're full. Jesus said, Ah, I'm full. I got to read this to you. I got to read this to you. Show me John 4, please, on the board. And let's go down to uh, 31. John chapter 4, 31. What time is it? Okay, I got six minutes. I got six minutes. All right. I'm, uh, I'm hurrying, Nate. She'll be there right on time. We'll find out right now. She'll be. Listen, you've got to hear this. John 4, 31. John chapter 4, 31. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. He said, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. That's a big statement, you guys. There are times as your pastor, That I feel like I have eaten and you don't know anything about what I'm talking about. You sit looking at me and I don't know if you're sleepy. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm just overly excited about Jesus. I don't know. All I know is his disciples had no clue of what happened in the spirit when he gave that woman eternal water. Then the disciples said, could someone have brought him food? Look how confused they are about this. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes. Open your eyes. Look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. You say, somewhere in the future, something will happen in my life, and I'll have a spiritual encounter, and I'll meet a Garrett. Somewhere, four months maybe, I'll have a moment, a spiritual moment. But he said, open your eyes. It'll happen to you today. If you believe what I have said, the Spirit is working with you. The Spirit is working with everybody. You will be, you'll open your eyes and you'll see opportunity after opportunity. You'll see a Garrett Simonson. You'll meet somebody and you'll go, oh, this was a God. He is in them. God is doing great things. You will have the smallest, most wonderful encounters and you'll say, I'm alive. I'm alive. God is in my life. Don't discount yourself because of your past failures. I need you to say amen three or four times in a row. Do not discount yourself because of your past failures. Do not let religion discourage you from obeying the spirit. Don't look back and say, I cannot, but say it's my day. I'm alive in the Spirit. God put me here for this moment. And it might be the smallest thing, but you will be out of your crazy mind thinking, He's with me. I'm filled with the Spirit. You're not going to be looking into Scripture. You're not going to be looking how to argue your way through some denominationalism. You'll be saying, I found Jesus, and it's the life in Jesus that's in me right now. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. I'm talking every day, you guys. You don't have to go looking for it. It will come looking for you. Nate said that about an hour ago. You don't... It'll, it'll come looking for you. The, God Almighty is arranging things that you'll just be running into people. And if you'll, if you'll keep a few $5 bills in your wallet, you'll be giving some $5 bills away. If you'll keep a little love in your heart, you'll be giving love away. If you're a good hugger, you'll be giving hugs away. Look... Open your eyes. The fields are ripe. Even now, verse. What thirty six? The reaper draws his wages. Even now, he harvests the crop for what? Eternal life. What were they looking for? You are searching diligently in the scripture to find what? Eternal life. Eternal life. He says they're going to reap the crop of eternal life. So the sower and the reaper will be glad together. Thus the saying, "One sows and another reaps," is true. I sent you to reap. I sent you to reap. He is sending you out to reap. You have what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. So my phone rang last night. I'm kind of dizzy with exhaustion. My phone rings, 1125 p.m. It's my son. He said, Dad, I'm sorry to call you so late, but i got a story i got to tell you. While I've been gone to the Boundary Waters, my son came to my house and took my boat. So I come home and my garage is empty. And he says, yeah, Dad, now you have the whole floor to lay your stuff out and clean it all up. I just made room for your Boundary Water stuff. He took my boat. So he calls me at 1125 last night. And he said, Dad, I'm getting off the river down where we went, Brother David down at that same launch down in Prescott. I'm coming off the river, and there's a guy with two little children in his boat. I'm getting off the river. It's dark. Come to find out the guy's truck wouldn't start. He's stuck. Michael said, Dad, a little while ago, I thought, it went through my mind, I should eat my sandwich, my chips, eat my candy bars and my cookies and I need to drink that big Gatorade I bought. And I thought to myself, no, I'll do that on the way home. And that man and those kids have been sitting there for over an hour. He's waiting to get a ride. Michael said to those two little kids, are you hungry? They said, yes. He said, well, I've got a sandwich right here. How about a sandwich and some chips? How about some candy bar and some cookies? And here's a Gatorade. He's crying on the phone last night. He said, Dad, I thought to myself, you know, you just get a thought. You think, oh, that's not spiritual. It's spiritual. I'm telling you, it's God. It's the smallest little stuff. I'm trying to convert you and tell you, don't look in the scripture for this. This is going to come in life. It's going to happen. And you're going to go, whoo, there is eternal life. That is God. He said, I told the man, I'll help you. I pulled the boat off my truck. I backed the truck in. Pull his boat out. His little kids are eating. I'm thinking about my own two kids. His kids are eating. They're happy. They're safe. Pull the boat out. His brother's coming. And he said, I'll try one more time. Got in and the guy's truck started. He said, Dad, I think that was for me. I think that was God in my life. Oh, I wish he was here today. Oh, I wish he came to church all the time. But I don't give a hoot if he never shows up here as long as God is in his life. Do you hear me? Are you hearing me? I'm the pastor. I shouldn't promote. I just can't. I can't. I can't go back. Because there are times when you don't need to be here. You need to be where they are. Because this is not where God lives. He lives inside of you. And I want, to heal, I want to help you. He's in you. He's in everybody. Do you realize that that guy will look back and say, how did that happen? How did that guy come in that late and have a sandwich for my kids and chips and some Gatorade? And how did my car start after three hours? What happened? I'm going to tell you what it is. In the, in the scriptures, you'll find they're going to testify about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. That's 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 about as good as I can do right there. That's all I got. I got some more verses, but that's all I, I, I can't tell you, Baronette. That. That's when you feel like you're alive. Would you stand please? Lord, we change our mind. Somebody tell him I repent. I'm changing my mind right now. I'm not gonna depend on my religiosity. Somebody tell him I'm going I'm not gonna lean on my past. On my own understanding in all my ways, I will acknowledge you, and you're gonna direct my path. You're gonna lead me into life everlasting. Hallelujah. It might just be talking to a lady at a well, it might be somebody at a grocery store, it could be somebody at a park bench. Ah, hallelujah. And we're gonna say, look, the heart. We don't have to say four months. Now's the harvest. Open your eyes. It's today. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus oh, Well I've repented today Changed my mind I came to preach to you Looking for Jesus In all the right places So I told you the title earlier Now you're looking for Jesus All over the place You're going to be looking for Jesus. I know this is anathema. I know what I'm saying. Look at me. I know what I'm saying. Would you please put your Bible down for a little while and go find somebody? Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes. To learn more about Grace Place, please visit our website at graceplacemn.org. Thanks for listening. May God bless you this week.